Hi, my name is Teresa. And I'm Gumby. And this is our first podcast and our first episode of Escaping from Society. And we're calling it Escaping from Society or Escaping Society because that's something we're really interested in. And we want to put something out there that is uh, kind of a record of our experimentations with the things we're doing um, and also to learn like from other people to hopefully start discussions and learn from other people what they're doing to escape society. So I guess maybe we can start with why would anybody escape society? So what does that mean to you, Teresa? Well, I um, <laughs> I guess my interests lie um, in the outdoors, and there are jobs out there that I could, I guess, do that are outdoor stuff, but I'm actually not really interested in working anymore. I... Um, I've dipped my toes into the waters of uh, having the freedom of my time. And I think that's the main reason that I'm wanting to escape from the society. And with the, uh, the word society, it, it means a lot. And maybe Gumby can talk more about that. But for me, I've, uh, I've held down jobs and um, I've had like a small business and it just... It doesn't feel quite right. Um, in fact, my, uh, well, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, I guess for me, like, I mean, we're all looking around. You can just, like, watch basically any movie, turn on the news, look anywhere, and everybody's saying there is something wrong, like something needs to be fixed. And I think what we're describing is our culture, our society. I don't think it's a human problem. I think it's a cultural problem because there have been... You know, as I've been learning in my life, cultures, tribes of people that live sustainably on the earth, that didn't destroy their children's futures, and that lived happy, contented lives for a long time. So what we're talking about is our society, our culture, this way we're living, and nobody's happy in it. Um, So I get so frustrated that we all acknowledge this. I can sit down with anybody and talk about, man, things are crazy nowadays. Everybody will not. I can't find anybody that'd be like, what are you talking about? And what are we doing about it? I mean, obviously not enough. And the, the other part of that frustration for me is the knowledge that we are the ones making it that way. Everything we do every day, from the way we brush our teeth to the way we flush our toilets to the way we get two blocks down the road is contributing to this craziness we keep describing and we keep doing it. So I'm really interested in how to change that, ways that we can explore different ways of, for me, it's an escape of society. Um, We're planning on talking more down the road about why it's not fixing society for us, but to get away from that and what it means to get away from that and what you're getting into, what you're going towards if you're getting away from that madness. What does sanity look like for a human being anymore? And... Um, so in lieu of introducing ourselves, one of the things we thought we'd share is a major influence, something that really impacted us, um, you know, that got us exploring these things. Um, by the way, Teresa and I are both living out of a van right now, so that's one of the ways we are exploring escaping society. Um, I've hitchhiked before I met Teresa, and we've done some hitchhiking together. Uh, I've been into wilderness survival for a long time. Um, I dropped out of high school to be a hobo. Uh, Yeah, we've done backpacking together. So 
I try to put my hands in a lot of different things of how do you get out of this culture. Um, and Teresa, do you want to share any uh, a major influence on what kind of helped you along or inspired you on this path? Yeah, I guess my um, my one major influence is uh, is actually failure. <laughs> At least failure in the eyes of whatever society is deeming as you know this is the way to live. Um, so I mentioned that you know I had went to college, I worked. And uh, I even started like a small business. And I guess the main thing that I recognize in myself is um, this growing urge to be more like outside and part of the world that's going on instead of just being indoors and living this virtual life. So um, in my last job that I had, I was working in this like lab like a clean room lab where you have to dress up in this gown and wear a mask and gloves. And it's just, oh, it's kind of, it's just awful for me. And um, I kind of felt like it was against my religion in a way to be indoors, especially on a beautiful day, whether that meant it was stormy or sunny or windy or just, I don't know, just like a 70 degree day that's just kind of not doing much in the ways of weather. But just to be outside um, started becoming more and more important to me. And when I, when I look back at my upbringing, like my parents weren't really outdoors people. They in fact, you know, instilled in me that I was allergic to the grass and I shouldn't go outdoors because it was dangerous. Um, So I didn't really have that exposure uh, from my family nor did I really have it in my personal life becoming an adult. Um, I mainly just did the things like I was supposed to do. Go to school, get good grades, go to college, um, graduate two degrees, get supposedly good jobs, and realizing that I really just wasn't going anywhere. I was just a cog in the machine, and it was not fulfilling. It was not satisfying. I, um, I got laid off, and... I collected unemployment for a year. It was one of the, I, I called it fun employment. It was uh, one of the best years of my life, traveling and and hanging out and enjoying the time and getting paid for it. Um, but then that ran out and I was like, oh, I guess I should do something else. So that's when I started my small little yoga business, teaching yoga classes in town. And that wasn't even really what I wanted to do either. It was just kind of something to make money and the money wasn't bringing me happiness so like why why keep doing this why keep like trying to fit the peg in the hole and it's it's just not working so that failure on top of failure on top of failure was just I guess my biggest teacher and um I guess along with that I would maybe credit my uncle for uh for the love of the outdoors even though I didn't really go on any trips with him until I was about 25 and graduated from college. And that, that lust for, for being outdoors and away from people for long stretches of time has just gotten stronger and stronger in me. So Gumby, what do you, uh, what do you think your major influence is? Well, I've been asked that before. Like people have, you know, uh, Teresa and I both do some unusual stuff, at least by the standards of the people that we find ourselves around a lot. And people have asked me, well, what got you doing this stuff and into this stuff? 
Um, and it's hard to put your finger on a beginning because there's always something that comes before whatever you can think of. But uh, I grew up poor by American standards. Um, we were always under the threat of having the power shut off. Sometimes the power did get shut off. I remember times of burning trash in the backyard to stay warm. Uh, my family was a mess. My dad was an alcoholic, and he was slowly lose, losing his mind. He ended up uh, getting committed uh, at the end of his life. And he was abusive, and there were fights between him and my mom all the time. My mom, in her, on her path, um, grew up in Vermont, and she was so poor as a little girl that her sister actually died of malnutrition, which still happens in America, and it happened back then. I guess that was maybe the 60s. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe the 50s. But she got put in, in foster homes, and I grew up with these stories of these foster homes that she went through that were really abusive and cruel until she got adopted by a wealthy family, and um, it was a very cold upbringing for her. So she had her own set of problems, still does a lot of social anxiety, distrust of people, uh, feelings of inadequacy. So I grew up with all that. Both my parents tried to nurture me as a kid, and my big thing was being smart. I got told I was smart. I was good at the tests. I got put in all the academically gifted classes, and you know that was my big way out, I guess, from the poverty and alcoholism of my family. Um, it was around fourth grade that I started looking around and realizing that the kids that were not going with the flow, that didn't care about these letter grades, these arbitrary A's and B's and crap that I was getting fed, they seemed to be living life. They seemed to be smiling, having fun, breaking the rules. And all the kids in my academically gifted classes, you could see the pressure on them. They were unhappy. And even as a fourth grader, that started not making sense to me. That was one of the first things that I started realizing something's wrong here. And I started hearing the things the teachers were telling me. They were all, if you want to be successful, do this. And what successful was, was rich. And I didn't like the rich people around me. I looked at the rich kids. They were really rotten people. I didn't want to be around them. I looked at the rich people in my neighborhood. They were spraying poisons on their lawns. That never looked like something I wanted to, to aim for. Um, so yeah, and I would go out in the woods, and both my parents luckily loved nature, so they, my dad would uh, like raise worms for fishing. He would leave huge swaths of the backyard unmowed and then mow paths through them, which, looking back, might have been the beginning of his insanity, but it was still cool whether it was insanity or not. And um, yeah, so... Um, that, that love of nature, I'd go walking in the woods and I'd think how nice that was to be out in nature. And it was such a contrast to what was happening at home. So I'd think, why am I the one animal in this forest that has to go home, even though I don't want to? Squirrels get to stay out, bees get to stay out, birds get to stay out. How did I get to be part of the dumbest species on the planet? And that started me on a path of trying to fix that. But... Actually, the one influence I wanted to talk about was a few years later in the seventh grade. I'm going to call him Chicken Wing because he got that nickname later in life when he broke his arm and, you know, had that chicken wing flapping for a while. But he used to talk about running off to Canada, getting a mule, and living like Grizzly Adams. We both watched the Grizzly Adams show and loved it. And, uh, you know, I was so inspired by that. He'd say, yeah, we should just go off and be mountain men, and that sounded good to me. So, but one day, he actually just took off. He said, well, I'm going. You coming with me? And I said, 
what are you talking about? He said, well, I'm leaving right now. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm quite ready. But he left and left the school. And his parents showed up, asked all of his friends, like, have you seen seen him? And we hadn't. And then we found out he'd broken into an army surplus, got a whole bunch of stuff he thought he needed, and was actually going to take off to run off to Canada and find a mule and be a mountain man. And over the course of knowing this guy, like, I saw him do that two or three times. I think he left that behind. He probably thinks of that as sort of the follies of his youth, but it inspired me. I realized that this was actually possible. It was kind of my one flew over the cuckoo's nest moment when Jack Nicholson goes to try to pick up that huge water fountain and uh, everybody's laughing at him and he looks at him and says, you know, at least I tried, damn it, at least I did that. So that guy probably influenced me more than he'll ever know. So later I dropped out of high school to be a hobo and I did that and that was my introduction into hitchhiking and kind of alternate ways of living. But, uh, yeah, so Chicken Wing, he's my my influence. <laughs> and is there anything else you want to share about yourself, Teresa? Um, well, I, I guess um, we were saying one major influence, but, yeah, I would just like to say that Gumby has definitely, like, taken a lot of things that I took for granted in my life as absolute truth and you know, right and wrong, and has kind of just blown those things out of the water. <laughs> so I would say he's a uh, at least a current major influence in my life as far as rethinking and, and just questioning and observing those ideals and, and thoughts that I grew up with in like a middle-class suburban neighborhood type family. Yeah, and we want to do future podcasts on more details of some of the things we've done together, like, you know, hitchhiking. And um, I guess that leads us to one other thing we wanted to talk about with this introduction, which is why this podcast and um, some of the reasons we thought of why we want to do this podcast is we want to encourage input. We're hoping we hear from other people out there, not only people that are doing things, you know, the tramps and hobos and hitchhikers and outlaws, and we would definitely want to hear from you people. But anybody curious about it, like, I want to hear your thoughts and questions and just stimulate a lot of conversation, because I think that's one of the powers of something like a podcast, is it can get us talking, it can get us thinking about things maybe we didn't think about before, and hearing from people that have opinions that we don't share, that, that stretch us. Um, and we are so new to this stuff. We are excited about the things we're learning, and I'd say... Probably daily, definitely weekly, we learn something just valuable, something that changes how we do stuff and lets us know, oh, you know, we were lied to. We don't need to buy this thing. We actually like what nature provides is good enough or, you know, a detail about how to live out of our van or, you know, some certain place to stand on an on-ramp when we're hitchhiking that like seems to affect the rides. So as learners... We're really excited about sharing what we're doing because if we can get feedback, if we can get people listening and especially talking back, um, I just see that as a way to really speed up our learning. And also, if I'm going to do a podcast on, let's say, hitchhiking, um, I'm going to research. You know, I'm going to really seek out people who have written and talked about that. So it's going to give me a reason to learn faster and more about what I'm already interested in. So that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. 
And Teresa, do you want to talk about any of our other reasons we're doing this podcast? Uh, well, we were, were we were actually uh, traveling around at the time of year where uh, college students are moving off campus. And uh, last year, we decided to uh, check the dumpsters around the uh, the housing for these college kids. And it's it's known as Hippie Christmas um, because the, the college kids just, they throw anything and everything out, like brand new stuff, expensive stuff. We've even found, like, ice-cold beers in the dumpster, like, unopened. Um but getting back to, to why this podcast, like we want to share and educate listeners on things that we don't know currently ourselves. So for example, with this hippie Christmas, um, there seems to be a lot of presence, uh, of security on campus for, uh, like the garbage. <laughs> and one might argue like, okay, maybe it's the, the security and safety of the college students. But for example, we'd like to know what are the stats on that? Like, have there been people assaulted on campus during hippie Christmas? Um, yeah, we're by, looking, yeah, we're looking at that and we're thinking this looks so freaking insane. And I believe it is that there would be manpower to protect people's right to waste crap to add to the landfills that on the other hand these same you know educated people are telling us oh you know here's the big alert like we're filling our landfills so why would they protect people's right to fill the landfills when there's so many willing people willing to step in and scavenge so you know i didn't mean to jump in there like that teresa but uh like we want to know somewhere down the line there must be a conversation in some room between some group of people that doesn't sound blatantly insane, and I want to understand <laughs> that better. So that's part of like why we're doing this podcast. Hopefully we can reach out to people and hear what these reasons are. I already have a feeling. I'm going to try to be as open-minded as I can. I have a feeling I'm going to disagree with those reasons, <laughs> but I love to hear those reasons. They give me food for thought and help me understand the bigger picture better. And we want to share what we find out with you. So in a future episode, we're hoping to do on Hippie Christmas, like, will we hear from people in the in the college and universities, like some official information that maybe it does make sense? Um, but we'd like to find that out because we don't know it and pass it along to you. Um, or another example is... I've been 42 days without washing my super long, thick hair uh, with uh, with shampoo. Yeah, and I haven't washed my super long, thick hair either in that time. Yeah. <laughs> so I had read online, you know, like after approximately six weeks, your hair should normalize. And I'm not sure if that is uh, maybe just six weeks-ish, like maybe in two more weeks it'll quote-unquote normalize, but my hair is greasy. And so I'd like to hear, like, from listeners, maybe something that you've tried, whether it's, like, boiling cleavers and using that water or rosemary um, or what have you. Like, I'd like to hear it, and then I'd like to try it and then pass it along. Like, yep, this is tried, true, and tested, and um, this actually helps. So for those reasons and probably more, the, uh, the podcast is in existence and Hopefully we'll get to share a lot of really cool information. And just to clarify, uh, 
Teresa and I and my dog Sherlock are living out of a 2006 Toyota Sienna minivan right now. Um, we're under a little covered shelter in a community garden in Lenore, North Carolina at the moment. Um, we're just kind of traveling around and we have to head back to Durham, which is not exactly what we want to do this summer because it's so freaking hot. But we got some work there and, you know, I do camps there and um, we work with kids when we can. That's really rewarding because some of these questions are so fresh and anything we can share with kids um, is wonderful. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at right now. We've relinquished the idea of home, or at least home as is traditionally taught. We call it our magic tent, that van, our mobile home, our truly mobile home. And we're heading out there just to find out what we can do. Can we park the van someplace and live out in the woods? Do we want to live out in the woods? You know, like, um, I definitely want to live with nature around me, but, uh, you know, there's the whole thing about tribe, you know, like other people and where that has its place nowadays when everybody around you seems to be kind of wrapped up in insanity. Um, it's really hard to know what to do. So escaping society. Yeah. We're looking at society and everybody here in this, I'm sure will agree with me that we've got to do something. So Teresa and I are trying to take it out of the theoretical, you know, not just who we vote for or if we vote or don't vote for or where our taxes go or, you know, any of these things that we're constantly told, this is how you make a difference. And yet it never seems to make a difference. Is anybody noticing that? So we want to find the things we can do today. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to change this right now. And that's, I'd say, where both of our interests are at real immediate changes to get out of a society that is killing not only our grandchildren and children, but us, every living thing on the planet. Um, it's just time to, it's time to pull out of that and find out what that means to pull out of that. Um, so yeah, are there any final thoughts or words about our backstory or about what we want to do with this podcast that you've got, Teresa? Um, <laughs> well, I, like I said, we've got a long list of ideas that we're hoping to develop in the next, uh, in, you know, the coming weeks and months and hopefully start to hear from our listeners, um, what they like, what they're interested in, as well as, um, just any, like really any thoughts you might have on the subject. So right now, you know, we're talking about our personal history we're talking about our van life um, adventure hippie christmas um, hygiene on the road all of these subjects we're going to cover in more detail so if you have any uh, thoughts on those things or society um, we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. yeah and yeah well thanks for listening and we hope that you tune back in and hear um, some of the other subjects we bring in and bring up on our podcast.